still new into the new year. If you have goals in real estate or business, you could still get it done. It's still an early start. And that's why we're going to talk about mindset under pressure. Because in full count, as we all know, it's when you have the most pressure, all eyes are on you. It's either going to elevate you the next move you do, or it's going to make you fall, essentially. Tyler Glass now, he talks about a little bit of what we were talking about. The reason why I wanted to bring this up is because I saw this video of him and I said, wow, this is really damn cool. A badass pitcher for the now Dodgers. Show and go podcast. That's the yes. what he was on. Spend as much as you possibly can and obsess over the game. But there's a lot. I think a lot of guys would maybe younger dudes would do better if they didn't throw so much life or death onto baseball. You know what I mean? Like, I think I like, I have a lot of other interests, I guess, outside of baseball. And I think the second I understood that, like I was allowed to do that, that's Ooh. when I became a lot better as a baseball player. Like Three balls, two strikes, pressure's on. This is where we discuss real estate, property improvement, and business. Together, we'll strategize on how to win. Welcome to the Full Count. Welcome back to the Full Count Podcast. It's January 19th. It's still new into the new year, right, Nick? So there's a lot of things that people can do. If you have goals in real estate or business, you could still get it done. It's still an early start. And that's why we're going to talk about mindset under pressure. Because in full count, as we all know, it's when you have the most pressure, all eyes are on you. It's either going to elevate you the next move you do, or it's going to make you fall, essentially. It's so important to have the right mindset in order to accomplish anything you're trying to do, right? So with pressure being among all of us in our day-to-day -day lives, our careers, our everything, I just feel that we need to find a way to elevate ourselves. And by doing that, sometimes you need to let off the pedal of the pressure that you put on yourself. So I want to read a quote. Nick, I don't know if you heard of this author. I read his books in 2011, and then he blew up around 2016 on the internet, maybe 17 or 18. Uh, Robert Greene. Have you heard of that person mm, before? I have, yes. Okay. 48 Laws of Power, Art of Seduction. Mm -hmm. I mean, this guy is wicked good at what he does yes. um so this quote i think is going to help people understand kind of what we're going to be talking about right now um and it relates to baseball life business everything so his quote is <clears throat> the secret to success is retaining your childlike qualities we were also we were so genuinely curious and hungry back then for new information you want to retain elasticity of spirit you had as a child interested in just about everything at that time while retaining the hard nose as an adult need to verify and scrutinize yourself, all ideas and beliefs. So I think for me, what I take away from that, you let me know what you think is you got to not be so serious all the time. You got to live a little, you got to relax. And there comes a time in career and everything like that, where you just need to put all that drive in. There was a moment where I was like that. I, I didn't have fun. I just wanted to be the best at what I did. So when I went from baseball to tech entrepreneurship and business and real estate, I just said, screw hanging out with friends, never seeing them. I'm just going to focus on this and go all in, obsessed, like do or die. And then uh, I saw Steve Wozniak's quote about essentially working alone. You're not on a committee. The best ideas come when you're alone. But little did I know when I was reading this about in 2012, is that guy's a genius and he's a programmer. So it shouldn't yeah. necessarily apply to me, right? So that got me thinking, um, what, what do you think of the whole uh, quote right there? I'm sure, Nick, you could apply that to your life of what you've gone through. Oh, I mean, 100%. So it, what I get out of it is mm -hmm. basically as we get older, we lose that sense of creativity. Right. We lose that self of you know, being like a curious child, right? Um, another thing, you know, if people are interested in this is, uh, how to, what's the name of the book, how to live like Da Vinci, um, mm -hmm. how to think I've like Da Vinci. Yeah. So it's basically this guy so. studied. Yeah. This guy studied, I forgot who the author is off the top of my head, but very good book. Um, but he studied Leonardo Da Vinci and basically the, one of the main premises of his, uh, similar to. Um, the seven laws of of power, right? There's like seven uh, principles that mm. Da Vinci lived by, right? Um, and one of them was creativity. So being I think, curious, yeah, being curious, yeah. exactly. 100%. And to be an entrepreneur, you know, you need to tap into that sense of creativity, right? No, totally. And and with that, since we're still a baseball 
and real estate business channel. It's kind of a blend as, as we all saw, if you guys saw the last episode, it was with Sway. He covers baseball highlights this way, Nick, myself, and Chris can cover more of the current events and real estate content. And then he can focus more on the baseball content, but we'll still throw in baseball, right? Nick, we still got it in here. Like right now I'm about to share my screen so we could see Tyler glass. Now he talks about a little bit of what we were talking about. The reason why I wanted to bring this up is because I saw this video of him and I said, wow, this is really damn cool. And that was with, uh, I'm trying to think of the, the, or let me see what the podcast was. It was called show and go podcast. That's the, yes. what he was on. He's with the former MLB player as well. Actually not as well. He's a, the other guy's a former MLB player. Tyler glass now is obviously a badass pitcher for the now Dodgers. So mm-hmm. let me share my screen in just a moment. <clears throat> okay. So just to tie it back to mindset in order to have the right mindset to accomplish everything you want, for the rest of 2024 and beyond. I saw a video of Tyler. I think uh, this is kind of why we have this topic going on right now. So I'll have you listen to him real quick. Spend as much as you possibly can and obsess over the game. But there's a lot, I think a lot of guys would maybe younger dudes would do better if they didn't throw so much life or death onto baseball. You know what I mean? Like, I think I like, I have a lot of other interests, I guess, outside of baseball. And I think the second I understood that, like, I was allowed to do that, that's when I became a lot better as a baseball player. Like, I used to, I think in AAA and like the minor leagues, I was very much like, I can't do anything. I can't have any fun. People are going out to bars and I can't do that. I have to sit home and I have to cook all my food. Like, I was such a spaz about all that, that it like added all this extra pressure. And then finally, I got to the big leagues and it was just like so bad for a year that I was like, I gotta switch this up. And I got sent down. And I remember being like, all right, I'm done doing all like the crazy, like obsessive stuff. Like I'm going to start like, I'm not, don't like go out and be a drunk, but I, was, I, right. I like separated my time better. I was like, okay, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go out with my friends. I'm going to like, and the second I did that, it just started to get it. Like a you allowed yourself to have a, a life. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I'm allowed to like, if I, if worst case scenario, if baseball doesn't work out, like I'm not a failure. I think that's yeah. what I needed to believe. Huh. And I finally. So with that, I mean, that, that's pretty pretty genius of what he said there uh you got to have hobbies you got to relax and and i just feel that when you when you uh essentially are able to do that and you make a mistake at work or whatever it is that you're focused on you can be like kind of mellow about it because when you're just when it's only tunnel vision that's your only world that's when things like fall apart yeah it makes you more resilient right right right. it's like you can't be running the wheel without ever oiling it unless it's yeah. gonna hit. It's gonna eventually hit what one little pebble, one little bump, and then boom, give out. Good, right? good analogy, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's why, like for me, like I've always wanted to surf, but I always uh, deprived myself from surfing because I always told myself, "You're not big enough yet. You still don't have time. Like you don't deserve to surf and have fun." And I was like, "Wait a minute, I should have fun." And look at me now. Like I'm, I feel like I'm doing better now. I'm getting like my hobbies back, getting that childlike ability to you know enjoy life to some degree. Um, but at the same time, I think this advice is good for people watching, but there's also a, a percent of people that may not want to take this advice. Maybe they're too mellow and they just don't want to really, you know, focus on something. So luckily I have a uh, Tyler here on this podcast with, let's see what this guy's name is. Uh, Cause he was a MLB. Uh, yeah. MLB player for Miami, Xavier Scruggs. Mm-hmm. So on Xavier Scruggs podcast show and go, uh, this is another good one that I want to just show you another less than a minute where he kind of covers like <laughs> maybe you want to also be also tunnel vision when you have to. Yeah. But before you play that, I yeah. can't get over how huge he is. I don't think I've really ever seen him in videos like full body. Yeah. He's fucking huge. He's huge. He's <laughs> oh six foot God. eight. He's six foot eight. Baby dude. Chair. The Xavier here <laughs> is not Xavier here is not short either. I think yeah. he's six two, six three. I don't remember. But he's a tall guy, and um, I don't know if you've ever watched uh, Tyler pitch. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Maybe no, I'll show. Maybe I'll show you some highlights after this uh, minute, real quick. Okay. Yeah, that'll be fun to see his highlights because he's now going to be at the Dodgers, so that'll be uh, even better. I get to see him now when he when he plays. So check this out, real quick. Another minute, or actually, it's about forty seconds. So for all of you watching that may need to focus, this is for you. Anymore is like I gotta have to switch this up. Not and I think too, you just got to know yourself. Like there's other people who might need to lean the other way. Like if you're, if you're generally like a, a person who like someone needs to get on you to work hard, you mm-hmm. kind of have to go that way. And then if you're yeah. someone like, I think a lot of baseball players are very like OCD obsessed, perfectionist, crazy. Right. And I think I was always like that. Like it was for me in the minor leagues, it was always like, you need to maybe not do so much. Like yeah. you don't need to lift every day. You don't need to do this. Like you right. need to find like what you need. 
do it and then try to figure out the rest of your day. But I think it's it's knowing yourself to where like if I'm already too over obsessed about this stuff, I need hmm. to kind of lean the other way. And then I have teammates that maybe I wouldn't tell that to. I'd say like maybe you should like yeah. not go out as much. Yeah, like maybe you're like a little or bit not more. go out, but like yeah, like <laughs> maybe you should person, maybe, put more yeah. of an emphasis on like your career and then like Somewhat. maybe do that stuff a little less. Like it yeah. just so um, yeah, I mean like. I still got a lot of work to do. Uh, there's still some things like I want to get back to playing the guitar. I used to play the guitar, but I, I still deprive myself a little bit saying I don't have enough time. I got the podcast, I got real estate. We got our entrepreneurial stuff that we're doing, Nick, and I want to invest more. So I need to like limit it a little bit. But I also throw this in your court, too. I feel like this might be good for you not having to push yourself so much working out, being 100 percent lean. Yeah, well, I mean, I can't. Haven't been able to do much of that over the past couple of months. So, I know, but maybe, you know, maybe it worked out. A, and got injured. Yeah, for those <laughs> those listening in or watching. So I had a, a number of injuries, and it's just been a cascading number of things that have happened. It's been a series of unfortunate events, is right. what I like to say. And I'm actually, unfortunately, hurt my knee uh, yesterday again. So I'm back on uh, oh using gosh. a crutch. So it's. Grand old time, but <sighs> well, I guess I, it. <laughs> I guess I guess I can't uh, bag on you today at all because you're technically uh, injured, right? So <laughs> you can't. Uh, I got I got handicaps. Handicap. I, handicaps. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go <laughs> softer on you. So no, let me, let me is equal. <laughs> let me show you these highlights of, of Tyler real quick because after right. all, we do baseball. Going to the mound for them is going to be Tyler Glass now. So he was with the Rays. Look how Look tall he is, sitting, though. Right top of the zone. And a cut the miss right up there, 98. So he comes back after missing on the first two pitches and chalks up the strikeout. Yeah, and that was a great here. And guess what? Tyler Glass now did not miss. Yeah, see there? Yeah, like I've seen him play and in games. Uh-huh. Because you're from Tampa. Not from Tampa. Or you're not from there, my but you live in Tampa My now. brother's, no. My brother's in oh. Tampa. Oh. Um, but I was visiting. Um, oh. Okay. But I've seen him, you know, play on TV. But you really can't tell, you know, because it has like that far away shot. But right. I've never seen him sitting down in an interview like that. Right. <laughs> That's the first thing that came to mind. I was like, was is he sitting in a baby chair? <laughs> <laughs> no, this the chair's just too damn small for him. It's yeah. Funny. Oh my goodness. But uh yeah, I mean, there's a there's a pitcher who is uh five foot eight, five foot seven, five foot eight, and that is obviously like not common in baseball. You gotta be at least like six foot one or higher for the most part when you're a pitcher. Um, so I find that pretty fascinating that that other dude is like a foot shorter than Tyler. Uh Marcus Stroman, he's now at the Yankees. But uh, all right, let's get back into the business. Um, let me stop sharing this here. But as you can see, great performer there. So within our next topic, let's talk about the real estate market. Uh, before we go there, though, the stock market, S&P 500, was at an all-time high in like the last two years. Did you look at that, Nick, by chance? I did. I did. Yeah, which was crazy. I mean, to be honest, if you look at the trend, you'll mm -hmm. see the dip. What was it? The past, you know, over the last year, right? It was high last year at this time, and then mm -hmm. it dipped, and now it's back up. Well, you know, pretty much to where it was right. at this time last year. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people were saying, I mean, 2023 was not great, but it wasn't as horrible as people expected. Mm -hmm. So people that um, were too afraid to throw their money in there, I mean, they missed out on some gains, especially right now if you didn't, if you weren't invested in the beginning of January. Right. So let me actually, <laughs> this just went black. Hold on. <laughs> Shutting us down. They're <laughs> shutting you down, Andrew. This is what happens when you work after hours. Yeah. All right, back to business. The stock market did really well, uh, at least this Friday, January 19th. A lot of it was the movement on positive movement, on the upswing on the technology stock. So that was good. Uh, anything else you want to mention, Nick, before I jump into the real estate? Um, no, I mean, we can talk about this once we get to the real estate. But well, we're going into the real estate right now. Yeah, I mean, so we could have been talking about it now. There was uh, an article, actually, that the Wall Street Journal posted that the economy, including the stock market, was, you know, trending very well. It's actually, if you look at all the uh, markers and metrics mm -hmm. for 2019, it pretty much matches what it is now, which is good, except for the housing market. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
like yeah. in terms of like the housing market still extremely difficult to get in right right exactly yeah. so if, if we want to go into some of those details let me uh yeah so um the sales were down in december um the expectation is that in 2024 things are going to get better there's going to be more movement more sales because the mortgage rates hopefully will be continue to improve if not at least stay the same in october of 2023 rates hit 8% so like everything really slowed down uh and then we were in the 7% range when we got a little luckier into the new year and around december we hit 6 and a half 6.6% that's kind of where we're at right now although it did go up a little bit today it's still under 7% which is phenomenal and i'll give you an example if you bought a home a single family home just uh PITI, uh, I'm sorry, just not PITI. If you bought a single family home, just the mortgage payment itself, and you're not, don't think about like property taxes or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You're looking at a 6.6% mortgage rate. If you put 20% down, you'd be paying uh, $5,109 per month on just the mortgage alone, paying that down. When rates were at 8%, here's the kicker, here's the difference. When rates were at 8%, all things being the same, price and everything, and down payment 20%, you were paying about um, $761 more. So that's about $5,870 per month on a mortgage. And that's why people last year were kind of went on the sidelines while, you know, now people are jumping back in. But if you would have jumped in earlier, you would have probably got that better price. And now that the mortgage rates have been going down and if with time going by it goes down a little further, you could always refinance. So these people that are jumping in, now they have that competitive aspect that they got to, you know, run up against. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw your uh, graph saying that there was 30% more refinances as compared to last year. Right, right. So I found very surprising. Yeah, let me share that with everybody because I want people to follow Insta uh, our Instagram, Full Count Podcast, Full Count underscore podcast. So let me just mm -hmm. share that screen in a second. So the national market update by the Mortgage uh, Bankers Association, we posted this on full count underscore podcast Instagram. Um, so we're going to continue to provide these infographics that are helpful and then also baseball related content. But basically like, yeah, you're right. Uh, purchase uh, refinance applications went up 30% as opposed to a year ago. So it's increased 30%, which is ridiculous. Uh, purchase loans in from the last week before up 6%, active listings up about 5%. So there's more movement going on. And that's kind of the point of, uh, of, of today and what the market is looking like right now. But I wonder, I found that surprising about the refinances though, because uh, I mean, it's only a year, you know, and the cash out of pocket to refinance, I would think wouldn't make sense. The refinance rates from just a year ago mm -hmm. was so high because I would think that it would cost more out of pocket to go through a refinance, right? It, it is, yeah. So from a year ago. Well, from a year ago, things have gone up uh, in terms of the refinances shot up, right? Um, and that's because about Q3 of 2023 to Q4, all that time frame for the most part, rates were already hitting, went above the 6% range, and now we're around the six right. and a half or a little higher. And it went all the way up until like a bunch of people in that time frame were in the seven and eight percent mortgage mm -hmm. rate. So now into the new year, they're like, "Screw it, I want to refinance." And I think that's where that swing essentially came and happened. Yeah, but for like half a percent, not even you know. Well, 1%. well, I mean, think about the people that bought it around seven point five and eight percent. That's one one percentage point or one and a half percentage point. That's yeah. quite a significant difference yeah, um, yeah. Espe especially considering the people that bought where they were like pinching pennies and they could barely afford it and then if they have a relationship with their lender they might be able to give them a discount of some sort on the refi yeah, from the closing you yeah. never know it's all relationship building uh the network is everything if you treat your lender right and they treat you right i mean the circle goes round and things like that yeah no that's, a, that's very true i mean jared and i were looking at that for you know our property um and I have to actually follow up with him about it because I think it might make sense. But I mean, we closed last February, so it hasn't been a year yet. You know, <clears throat> I don't I mean, I can't really give you advice on that in terms of because that's like um, yeah. mortgage rates. But in my opinion, right. my opinion, I don't know where your rate was. Did you mention that? If you didn't, it's OK. You don't got to share I that. Think, 
I don't recall exactly. I think it was in around the seven and a half percent. Okay. Yeah. Seven but you had an quarter. investor. You had an investment loan. Um, I had an investment so. loan. So yeah, that's a little different. Um, yeah, rates exactly. are generally higher. Right. Um, I would probably wait if I were you, though. I would yeah. probably wait and see. First, see how much it's going to cost uh, to refi, but also I would wait and see where the market's going to go because it likely is projected mortgage rates are going to improve just a little bit. I don't think it's going to improve by a heck of a lot, but mm -hmm. we can go back in time and see and into the future on this podcast, see if we were right. But I think it's going to improve. I would wait just a little bit maybe. Um, with that said, it's a... Uh, CPI has uh, has slightly gone down, which is good news. December CPI, uh, core CPI was 3.9%. The month before November, it was 4%. So there's been some improvement. And core CPI is more um, popular for the Fed to look at because it takes out like uh, energy cost and, and, and food and all that. So that's what they're looking at. Uh, and keep in mind, in 2022, it was about 6.6%. .6 and now we're at 3.9%. So that's major improvement. And with that, that says that the Fed doesn't need a hike anymore. As we mentioned last uh, month, they are discussing about maybe cutting rates. But here's the thing. There's always this. This is what gets really annoying, Nick. The Fed is always talking, right? So mm -hmm. last month they said we're going to probably cut rates. Just a couple days ago in their Fed um, minutes meetings, now they're saying they're probably going to wait a while because they don't they don't see that inflation has been beat just yet so they're not going to be cutting just yeah yet as projected so it's like a bunch of information that can get very uh difficult to understand per se yeah so i mean a couple of things on that so i think to be honest i think they do that on purpose because <laughs> they'll say yeah. oh we're gonna do this and then they see how people react how the economy reacts and they're like all right well we're gonna announce <clears throat> you know this Right. and give it two months and we'll see what happens and then we'll make our decision and that's when I they totally change their decision that. based on what they see happen right right um yeah but, that they, that way they don't actually have to cut the rate or increase yeah, the rate like they don't exactly. have to directly hurt the market or right. help the market it's just talk narrative narrative it's psychological drive, experiment <laughs> narrative drives things man yeah. for sure but i definitely think that they shouldn't cut it um i mean you know from investor standpoint of of course, you know, the good thing would be for the investor to, to cut their rates, right? Especially a real right. estate investor. But um, from an inflation standpoint, I really don't think it's there. I still think that prices are much more inflated than before they were before, uh, you know, prior to COVID. 100%. Things yeah. are still, dude, you go to the grocery store, you like to cook. I don't really cook like you do. You're actually really good at what you do. It's horrible, dude. Like everyday oh. Americans, middle class is hurting. The people that are making a lot of money, and I wouldn't even call them the elite, just people making over 200000 or even more than that, they're fine. For the most part, they're fine. But people making less than that are not fine. And when yes. you're on the news, they're not really talking about it as much. Uh, and I think a lot of that is political. But, um, yeah, it's definitely not. Inflation is still not necessarily down, like you said, uh, the way it yeah, should be. No. That's for sure. Every time I ago. fucking go to the grocery store, it's like a yeah. hundred dollars a pop at least. You know what I mean? And it's like I only bought a yeah. couple of things, especially if you're going, you know, it depends on like what grocery store you're going to and you know how you're shopping, if you're shopping deals or not. But <clears> I mean, if you go to like you know, not to name drop or anything, but sprouts, Whole Foods, even if you are shopping the sales, I mean you're getting the better quality stuff, but it's also still very expensive. Right. Know? And and I mean, the Fed was wrong for saying that there was no inflation problem in 2021. And then they had to hike the rakes up 11 times, dude. So that's yeah, ridiculous. Right. And you're right about the whole um, grocery thing. I think uh, Melissa and I, uh, like, I like to like have our own like spreadsheet on our budget and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And our groceries, I've had to raise our groceries about four or five months ago, actually about five or six months ago whatever we were spending, I increased it by like $125 just to yeah. be able to get what we were getting before in a way. Right. So and it's just the two of you and you guys, like you said, you don't really cook a lot. I don't, you know? I don't. I mean, I try and do, you know, a little bit of pasta, chicken, and that's about it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You she does everything that. else. Uh, yeah. And then we order food too sometimes. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh. It's just crazy. So hopefully it starts to, starts to go down. I mean, the one thing I did notice was that gas prices were, uh decreasing at least you know 
in Florida visiting, um, I noticed that, you know, they've been basically hovering a little below, a little above the $3 mark. So, right. which, which is a plus. I mean, they're not like, you know, closer to $5 a gallon like they were before. But um, I think a lot of that, the gas prices increasing, I mean, decreasing as of late is it happens every time there's an election, whoever's yes. in office is going to find a way Subsidize. to yeah, uh, adjust the prices to make people mm -hmm. feel like, oh, this president's doing a great job. But in reality, it's a bunch of, you know, right. you know what I think. And, and for every president in right. that case, but uh, exactly. that's why it's important. You take care of your own money, your own sphere of people and focus mm -hmm. on that. And sometimes it's not worth, uh, you know, thinking about everything else. Yeah, and exactly. to be honest with you, I've actually feel a lot better now with work besides acting like bringing that childlike, you know, hobbies and relaxing a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But I stopped focusing so much on politics and economics because, yeah. as you know, Nick, I'm all about it. I love it. Yeah. But I've swayed away from that and got gone into the whole baseball, and that's made me feel better. Yeah, it should because it should <laughs> stresses you out. You start watching the news and following politics and the economy every five seconds. You drive yourself crazy. There's yeah, enough I, things in this world to drive yourself crazy. You don't need right, it. and I still think it's super <laughs> important to, to read the news and all that, or watch it if you need to. But I like reading the Wall Street Journal. But yeah. now I read less of it and not as much of it, um, right. and just focus on the other things essentially. Yeah. Um, all right, let's but, go into. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say to bring it back to real estate, right? Um, we were talking about these markers, you know, the CPI and the state of the economy, right? But as everybody knows, the housing market is still inflated. The prices are still high. Right. Uh, anybody that's looking at, at housing prices. So, what, what advice can you give them considering you've now invested in property? Uh, your skin is in the game, like they call it. Um, I mean, you've grown a lot since we started full count at the very beginning in terms of like you being invested. So that's mm -hmm. good. What kind of advice can you give people with, with that? Um, if they're looking to get into real estate and make money from it. <clears throat> yeah. Or at least uh, take the first step and actually do something rather than just watching, waiting. Yeah. I mean, whatever. look at, look at all the different options and avenues in real estate investing. Like, mm -hmm. Don't just think that you have to buy property and rent it out and pay the full 20% down. Um, there's, there's multiple avenues where you don't have to do that and you can have a little money down, right. Or you can do it under a business name. Some of them being, you know, for most people, the, the number one thing that you could do to start in real estate is wholesaling. Right. And that's, that's pretty easy. No capital up front and nothing like that. It, it, um, there's more connections. Though, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's more, yeah, yeah. It's more networking connections. Right. And right. just putting in the, the time. Um, and then there's, you know, other options where you could look into investing in lower, um, priced real estate, right. Where you could rent it out, um, in certain areas you could find, I mean, there's a number of areas in different States that have lower priced housing still, right. Where you could buy something under hundred K three bed, one bath and rent it out and still, where do you find that? and still profit. There's places, uh, I mean, Detroit, most of them. No, I mean, Detroit, eh, maybe, but you, you don't can, want that kind of area. Yeah, you want something <laughs> in a less crime area. But places in Ohio, Arkansas, oh, okay. um, Mississippi, uh, Alabama, right? Mm -hmm. One of the guys that I'm in this program, which I haven't, I need to basically start doing and attending and you know being active in this community and start doing myself, mm -hmm. is he uh, teaches people how to invest in Section 8 rentals. Oh, so basically wow. all the properties that, you know, you're looking Government. at are basically, yeah, are like 100K, 70K or below and they're three bed, one bath houses and they're, you know, you just want to buy something that's in decent shape, right? It doesn't have to be the nicest house on the block. Actually, it shouldn't be the nicest house on the block, right? But you want, you want something with minimal res renovations that is going to be a, a decent place for somebody to live, right? To provide a home for. Or like people that are in lower income in Section Eight programs, right? And you can still cash flow. I mean, anywhere from like four to eight hundred dollars a month, right? And it, you put down, you know, maybe a couple thousand dollars. So depending on the different there's multiple options, yeah. right? There's multiple options. Is my point. So right. don't think that you have to have twenty percent of you know, uh, four hundred that hundred thousand dollar house 
Or three percent, you could have three percent. Or three, yeah, or three percent. You could have three percent too. But, but it, if you, you have, tell, you don't need that much. If you have half a percent, you could buy what you're talking about. Yeah, or right. more so the other options exactly. out there. Exactly. Or you could throw your money into a REIT, right, and own a, right. a small little sliver of the of the share. So yes. there's a lot out there. No, I I totally agree with that information. Yeah. But I do think, oh. yeah, go ahead. The finish. sooner you get into property where you can make your own primary, I think the better. Uh, because over time it's just going to go up um, and you don't want to live in that renter society nation, which I want to jump on, not today, maybe mm -hmm. another day with Chris on it. Um, and then also we do a little research, but like um, a lot of these big financial firms buying single family, we could talk mm -hmm. about that. Um, because if the movement is going in that direction, you may want to really own rather than being thrown into the renter society. Yes. Yeah. But we'll talk that about was... that another day. Yeah, we'll um, do that for another episode. So stay but, tuned on that, guys. Yeah. So one other thing I want to mention is I know we've mentioned in the past the uh, what is it like shareholding uh, real estate investments, right? Shareholding. So one of the companies that I think I mentioned before was here, and you know they're a newer company. We could buy shares in real estate investments, and they would Airbnb it out as short-term rentals, right? Right. But unfortunately, I got a notification that they had halted all operations and are going to be pivoting to something different and basically changing their whole business model, which makes sense given this. Is it, the is it Fundrise? Of, Fundrise or? No, not Fundrise. Here. Okay. It's, oh, it's called here. I thought here. Here.co. Right like, no, no. Here.co. Right here. Here. <laughs> right here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did tell me about it. <laughs> yes. Um, so so I, I have I have a few friends in, in, in like, some of them are on Wall Street, but some of them mm -hmm. also are just in general investment banking firms and They've told me to be very careful with those type of uh, companies that are like pulling in a bunch of money from people that aren't necessarily accredited investors because mm -hmm. there's always gray areas where things can, can happen over time and they'll just go under or they'll have to pivot kind of like yeah. what it sounds like with here.go or whatever it is. Yeah, that's exactly what they're having to do. And yeah. I mean, I threw a little bit of money in their uh, fundraising um, for like buying equity you know yeah for a newer company. you should have just gone with greg oh, cardone dude <laughs> <laughs> i have my yeah. own personal no, good and bad thoughts about what he does but overall the guy's a hustler he is he is no i mean you could invest in some of his real estate properties and obviously if you have a good portion to invest you're gonna make bank from it right but i gotta um speaking of that do you want to talk about the mortgages oh i thought the lights were gonna turn on yeah yeah no not mortgages um I want to talk about the baseball now. I want to talk about Major League Baseball players' real estate properties. So, well, I want to go to yeah, do you want that. to finish first regarding how many mortgages are still under five percent and over five percent? Oh yeah, did you cover that? Do you no. do you have that? No. Yeah. Oh, so, so you covered it? No, not yet. No, no, no. Okay, so you're gonna cover it right now. You have that information. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have cool. it. Take it away, dude. Take okay. the reins away. Come okay. On. So we just wanted to, you know, give you guys a little tidbit on. The mortgage situa situation and how many uh, mortgages are still out there with less or sub 5% versus over 5%. So if you're looking at sub 5%, it's just about 80% of mortgages, nationwide, mortgage owners, nationwide, right? 80%? Um, Holy have crap, sub 5% mortgages still. Yep. And then if you're looking I'm at... In that bracket. Yeah. If you're a little lucky bastard. <laughs> if you're... Uh, no, smart bastard. Took action, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you're looking at sub 6%, then it goes up to about uh, 85%. And then obviously, you know, over over 6%. So in the 7 8% range is going to be just about 3 to 5% of mortgage owners. Um, Wait, have pause 7, real 8%. quick. So because you're saying sub X amount, I just want to yeah. make sure everyone understands that's listening or watching. Sub 5%. So below five below. at five percent or below is eighty percent right. of all national mortgages. Six percent and below is eighty-five percent. Yes. And then seven to eight percent is about what did you say? The the remainder. So it's just about like three to five percent of people or mortgages are seven to eight percent. Okay, the math doesn't totally add up there, but yeah, that makes sense. It's yeah, I mean it's so I mean if you're looking at sub, you know, below seven percent, then it's like ninety percent. Okay, got it. Yeah, and above that is the is the additional like ten percent. So, so. That, dude, I mean ten percent of the nation, I mean, that's why as, as you were asking me earlier, um, why those refinance applications jump. Yeah. 
yeah. so significantly, 30%. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of adds to it that. It does. That makes sense. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad you covered that. So, damn, that's a lot of people yeah. under 5%. Yeah. And that's why it's called the gold, golden handcuffs because people don't want to sell because they have such a great mortgage. But the right. people that end up selling is because they need to downsize or or, or upsize or whatever. They might need right. to move for work or they need to move because uh, like in the MLB, they're changing because of their jobs. Like mm -hmm. uh, a lot of these baseball players that you're going to talk about in a second, Blake Snell and then Mookie Betts, uh, or Blake Snell moved and Mookie Betts is still in LA. So why don't we jump mm -hmm. into that? Yeah, well, one last thing I want to mention is we'll put all these resources in the show notes, but there is a transfer mm -hmm. with the rate with the rate hikes, right? Mortgage rate hikes. There's been a transfer of over $1 trillion from banks to homeowners. So I know a lot of people see owning a home as a liability, which mm -hmm. in some cases it is if it's not so is renting, income. Right. So is yeah, so is yeah, renting. In their own right. Right. But it's also an asset, right? Especially in the way it's been over the past couple of years, because of those rate differences, the amount of housing inflation that that transfer of wealth or creation sure. of wealth we should say right for sure no that's good so you're saying one trillion went from the banks to mm -hmm. now the homeowners yep because of the increase in rates and home prices okay so essentially homeowners got equity is that what it is yes okay yep and i think that was over the past two three years Okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Good. So it's not all doom and gloom like uh, Grant Cardone and Patrick Bet David say says. Uh, yeah. Patrick Bet David has not talked as negative about real estate anymore, so that's cool, um, and that's why we have this channel so we can give our input on more of the positive, but also cover the negative when we need to. Um, so with that said, you want to take it away, or you want me to take it away in terms of the uh, uh, Mookie Bets? I'll cover Mookie Bets. You cover Blake Snow. All right. Sounds good. What do you want to do? Make a decision, dude. Come on. Oh, you, you kick it up. You cover that. <clears throat> Blake Snow, right. What do you mean? Blake Snow? I didn't look into Blake Snow. Sorry. You didn't look into Blake Snow? No. I thought you said Chris Sale. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my bad. See? My bad. Chris Sale, not Blake Snow. Blake Snow, oh, okay. he's, a, he's a Padre um, that nobody knows where he's um, going yet. I don't know why that was in my head. Yes, Chris Sales, who we're covering. Who's going from Boston to Atlanta. Right. right. All right, I'll cover Mookie Betts, though. Let me share my screen. So Mookie Betts has had this property on the market for almost a whole year now, maybe a little more. Uh, Encino property, I mean, this is a marvelous, beautiful property. He bought right. in 2018, I think, for $7 million. He's had it on the market initially at 9.995, and now it's asking for 8.495, so almost $9 million. But I mean... <clears throat> this is a ridiculous pad, dude. Um, so that kitchen, <laughs> that kitchen. That's where you could do all your stuff, dude. Yeah. I mean, look at the massive um, amount of square footage and the parties, the theater, uh, high ceilings. I mean, he's not super tall, but you know, you want high ceilings. Um, other like Tyler Glass now, six foot eight. That guy needs some massive. Yeah, he needs some huge ceilings. <clears throat> so here you got at the main, the main house, and then you got the guest house. So detached, you got a pool, and then you got a gym too that I'll show in a second. Um, so he's selling this. Look at that basketball court. Nice. He's got his gym there. It is insane. Um, on the narrower side, um. From the front view, it just looks like it's garage. <laughs> right. That's two huge garages. All right. So now going into the uh, – <clears throat> I want to talk about his purchase, his real estate purchase. Mm -hmm. um, and the, it's the reason why he's selling this amazing property is because he's buying a piece of land or a teardown, as you can, you may want to call it, um, and he's going to develop something immaculate like – magnificent dude it's 15 million he bought it for in december of 2023 so a month ago let me share that with you so um i actually know where this property is in encino or this piece of land but i'm not going to share that information because it's not public and i just want to you know out of respect for the profession i'm not going to go over that but i'm just going to show you what's out there publicly and i will say it's somewhat nearby where he's uh living in encino 15 million dollars though is what he bought 
So it, this is just for the land? Yeah. Well, there's a house on it. Oh, there but he's going to tear it down. Uh, as you can see here, it's 9,300 square feet. The land um, is worth, I guess, the 15 million because he's going to build something uh, huge on it. Uh, whether it be 9,300 square feet or probably a little bit bigger, to be honest with you, um, that's under construction. And it's on a, it's, it's, I almost gave it away, but it's in a good area of Encino, but it's near where he was. And that's also a good area. But what I fi find a little bit um, crazy is, uh it's pretty far away from the dodger stadium well it's a show for there anyway yeah that's true let me show you i mean he's got a commute dude <clears throat> look at that it's like right now this hour it's 6 25 uh friday and he's it would be if he wanted to go to the dodger stadium now it'd be about a 46 minute drive but you're right. I mean, they have chauffeurs. Uh, not too deal. bad for LA, to be honest. <laughs> Anywhere you go, it's an hour drive. But you my block, it's an hour. My recommendation, or where a lot of baseball players like to buy it, uh, besides like the Hollywood Hills, East Hollywood Hills, off Laurel Canyon, so like more so in this area, uh, Laurel Canyon, and then also Studio City is more the area uh, that they'd yeah. like to purchase in. So like right here, all in this area here by the Universal Studios. Uh, because it's closer because you cut that commute almost in half. So yeah. right there, you cut it out and you're like living in this area. But, you know, I mean, this guy has a has a reason for why he's buying that. So, yeah. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and cover uh, Chris Sale and go from there? Yeah. So Chris Sale is currently a or was now a Red Sox player, right, based in Boston. Um, and I know my computer's a little slow, Andrew, so if you want to bring up the map at any point, <clears throat> feel free. But uh, he's the map being of what? a map of, like, either Boston or um, I know we were, you also want to go over home areas in Tampa, right? But in well, Boston. So, so um, yeah, I'll do that, but I'm not, uh, I'm not familiar with um, Boston. You lived in Boston for some time, yeah. or you still do, but um, – you're going to have to like guide me then. Yeah, I'll guide you. Yeah. All right. So So anyway, he's being traded to uh, the Atlanta Braves. Mm -hmm. And I was just looking up, you know, I, I don't follow baseball, every single baseball player do like fantasy baseball or anything like that um, to the T. But uh, they were saying that it was actually a surprise, at least, you know, some of the um, reviewers were saying that it was a surprise because He's been out with a number of different injuries, injuries that were just, yeah, un yeah unfortunate. Um, like, I think he fell and hurt himself riding his bike one day and um, did something else, just, you know, living life. I feel his pain on that, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So they were <clears> concerned <throat> that, you know, he was going to be not a top um, pick for a trade. But, but he's an incredible pitcher when he's not injured. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's exactly. why they got him. And I, from what I heard from listening to other podcasts where it's strictly only baseball, like, and luckily we have uh, Sway now. He's going to be covering mm -hmm. that. So now I can watch him. My name is Sway, and I'll be having a short segment of each episode where I discuss my thoughts and opinions about everything related to the world of Major League Baseball, while Andrew, Nick, and Chris discuss more real estate, business, current events, and how these things usually tie back to sports more specifically baseball but um when he's not injured he's an incredible pitcher um mm -hmm. so let's let's go ahead and jump into that uh now that he's going to the atlanta braves do you know how much he's uh what his uh signing was oh I don't now that he's been i think it was let me see on full count podcast because i put it up there yeah or at least we did hold on yeah i don't recall off the top of my head what's that oh, i said i don't recall off the top of my head i don't remember either i don't want to bullshit so um you see that all right chris sale the atlanta braves have signed a left-hander chris sale to a two-year 38 million dollar contract extension so they're really putting the trust in this guy um yeah. so we'll have chris kind of cover atlanta maybe on the next podcast of where he might buy in the right. luxurious areas but so everybody knows uh melissa my wife and you uh and some of our other friends went to boston university right Mm -hmm. MIT's right across the street. It's right. a beautiful area. So 
Can you guide me from here where the luxury? Yeah, so if you, you follow the river a little east. Mm -hmm. To that? No, uh, east. That's oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right there. So Back Bay. Um, Where's Back Bay? Where the biggest part of the river is, south of that. Okay. Down, down. Yeah. So right below the biggest part of the river. Um, there's okay. a lot of really nice brownstones right all along there, um, which, I mean, I know a lot of wealthier people, even some celebrities have uh, brownstone apartments that are pretty much is it huge square footage that range is it right there. but wait wait where where right, right there where people? your mouse is that whole okay. area right there right here yep and then also um to, so these properties yeah I mean, these properties just, so like townhomes these are nice well they're brownstones brownstones yeah these yeah, are beautiful like the original brownstones i was in dc and came across something very similar to this and it was beautiful mm-hmm and I mean, a lot of them, you know, have been broken up and rented out, but then yeah. a lot of them are, some of them are multiple floors. Some of them are just one huge floor. So, uh, they, they range anywhere from, you know, a million to three. And then, it, you know, if you're that's looking for something really big, well, that's for like something smaller, right? So maybe like a two bedroom, if that, and then if you're looking for like three and above, it's probably anywhere between five to 12 million mm -hmm. so i mean it, it so really where works. where would like the 12 million or whatever range be for single family where he probably might have because i couldn't find anything where he bought something publicly um yeah sure i could find it if we really wanted to but assuming he bought in boston a single family home uh would it be within that area then where those uh properties are no not a single family home there's gonna be no single family homes there okay, it's so either gonna it be? be uh i mean the other place it would be for a brownstone, it would be in Beacon Hill. Um, but for single family homes, I mean, it could be somewhere in uh, either in Cambridge or Somerville, or maybe even down in Brookline. Well, why don't we check where the yeah. uh, um, the stadium is? Yeah, so it, it's not going to be around there. There's nothing. There's Where's nothing the stadium then? Around there. Fenway. So east of here? Yeah, you see Back Bay where you just were? Yeah. right here yeah okay so, so if it's as far as single family homes it might be somewhere in brookline which is like southwest oh yeah i've been there where i lived right right where i live um but i feel like he'd be a in a little of, bit more newer area maybe yeah i would think well you didn't see the bigger houses where i live i mean there's there's a square, i saw jfk's house park. Yeah, but that's not. <laughs> it's actually JFK's a relatively house. small house. Yeah, okay. That's before JFK. You know, the Kennedys were who they are now, obviously. Right. Um, but there's a man, there's a little park that's called a Mansion Row or something like that. They have they have all these huge houses, um, but that's in Brookline. But I would assume that if I had to place my bets, I would say it would either be a brownstone somewhere you know in the city, or a little further out, like in the suburbs, like maybe in Newton. Um, yeah, I mean, we just saw Mookie Betts. He does a 45-minute commute. Um, right. So I can imagine he would be willing to do a commute out of that area by Fenway. Right. And it's not really that far. It's maybe like half an hour. Which, that, which, which, uh, what's the name of it? Um, if you type in Newton. Newton. And then, yeah, you can see it's not that far. Oh, it's not bad. No. Um, Wait, the hell? So somewhere over here. Oh, there it is. The so somewhere in here, you would say the properties are single family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of bigger single family homes. Okay, that's what I'm yeah. About. Look, you can see one right there. <laughs> Some of these look a little. Uh, well, it's Boston. Yeah, they're, they're more Victorian, Victorian, you know. Yeah, Victorian, but uh, they're not that big. No, but there's some like if you go along River Way, you'll see like the bigger, bigger mansion style houses and, but mind you everyone watching i'm going into the perspective of a multi-millionaire baseball player not like for me that's a perfect house but uh i mean even then i don't even know if for that but let's see mm -hmm. um let's see if something's better here oh there we talking about look at that mm -hmm. in the state oh man it's like old 2007 on maps yeah that means they don't really go in there. This must be more of a private 
like residents. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so you have them scattered in certain areas, but there's definitely, you know, bigger homes and bigger plots of of land that these homes are on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this looks this looks yeah, look at that. I mean, you got yep. a like four car garage right there. Whatever this is, and that's a huge ass house. Dude, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um okay, so that all right, cool. And what 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 are those looking like? Maybe eight million, six million, ten million? What do you think? Probably. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. At least. Okay. Cool. Uh, I think what we'll do in the future, not now, but like later on, maybe we'll get some agents from different parts of the country that can jump on and give us some insight mm-hmm. of different areas that can yeah, break we down could have, footage. We could have uh, one of my friends who's a realtor in St. Augustine. That okay. Does it very well. Don't you, uh, don't you have a friend that. in Boston too that can like jump in for that? Or no? Realtor? Uh, one that I haven't spoken to in a while, but yeah. Mm. Could be if I still have his number. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, well, I think that kind of wraps it up today. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Like, subscribe, comment, uh, get people to follow us. If, you know, anybody interested in this type of content, I think it's a little bit different, a little niche uh, of what we're trying to do here. So, um, Nick, do you got any anything to say before we sign off? No, just for those watching, hope you like my <laughs> my better background without my bed in <laughs> in the back. <laughs> Is this the new the Zelda or poster the or the Zelda poster in the yeah the rock and roll theater with all the all the musicians hanging out smoking some weed? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You're, yeah, because who, who did you? <laughs> Dude, you have a stuff. making fun of my bed. It's always made, by the way. It's always made. <laughs> but For whoever a... said that? <laughs> oh yeah, it just someone looks unmade from the camera. <laughs> someone commented on a, on one of our episodes a while ago. I don't know, six months ago, saying that you don't make your bed or something, right? Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, just throwing it out there. Whoever said that? It's always made. I do that. It's the first thing I do in the morning. Is make well, I let I don't, the air out for a couple minutes. And I don't see your. I make it. <laughs> I don't see your Sonic little character on there either, though anymore. What happened? Oh. <laughs> you threw it away or what? Funny story about that. Funny story. Really? Why don't you, uh, why don't yeah, you tell yeah. everybody a, a quick story about your Sonic? Uh, and then I know you're into all. No, this no, I'm just no. I'm a kid at heart, and so the first stuff, like anything that I had as a kid, was the stuff <laughs> like small stuff Sonic, which I, I still have. Um, <laughs> but my mom was visiting one day, and we were in the store. We were in Target, and she sees a bigger version of a stuffed Sonic, so uh, she had to get that for me. That is <laughs> and funny. Embarrassed the shit out of me. And uh, yeah, she was visiting, so she made me put it on my bed for the time. <laughs> and it's just a it's a reminder of, you know, childhood, you know, staying a child at heart, staying a kid at heart. Right. right? You better have a kid soon kid so you can just give it to the kid. Yeah. And this see, this looked right back around to keeping in touch with that creativity. Right. It just reminds me to always, right. one, stay humble, two, don't forget where you came from, and, you know, three, to tap into to that creativity and that that freedomness right that state of no stress right so true that true that especially with all the stuff that we got going on so Mm -hmm. hey you know it looks like you also take it into heart of what we said in the beginning on that mindset of how to undergo pressure Mm -hmm. be a kid at heart still relax take a break yeah business is business yeah when you're having fun you have fun Right. right so for everybody watching thank you you know, keep watching the next ones. We'll cover a lot more. And uh, I hope this was helpful and you have a prosperous 2024. We'll talk to you all soon. All right. Take care. y'all. See you guys.